is you have to be your own advocate. Um, you, you have to take an active participatory role in your own health. Whether you wake up in the hospital with a broken leg or you wake up in the hospital with end-stage renal failure, during your entire life, people need to be an advocate for their own health. So in, in, to answer your question, people have to be on top of their bodies, psychologically and with all the information possible and ask questions. You know, there's a societal or a generational um, difference. And I've seen it in patients in dialysis and I've seen it in human beings just in my, my family. A certain generation was raised with fairly new medicine. And so they trusted everything the doctor and nurse told them. And so they never asked questions or not the right ones. Our generation is a little more apt to say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't necessarily agree with that or understand that. Can you tell me more? There is a part of our culture now that just doesn't believe in science anyway. <laughs> and so I think we need to, I mean, Ira, there's a, there's a micro and a macro answer to your question. The macro answer is people need to be science and medicine educated. All right. The micro is you wake up in the hospital. Someone tells you you're an end stage renal failure. Um, either you need to start dialysis or you're going to need to start dialysis soon. My suggestion to everyone who gets those news, that news is first, allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to say goodbye to what was normal and be okay with being upset about that. Talk to your loved ones. You know, get it out there. But then, look, it's hard, to, it's hard to say to people, but it's true. You can only allow yourself a certain amount of time at the beginning to do that. Because what you need to do is move into an active role. Because with end-stage renal failure, you don't have time for pity. Because it's your life we're talking about. So you have to read up. Get yourself a nephrologist if you don't have one. Listen to uh, what you need to do. I was going to say, I do. I think I remember you saying that you set aside time for that morning, like on a regular basis. Is that, am I Absolutely. wrong in remembering that? No, you're not wrong in, in remembering that. I gave myself a certain, when, when things were really bad and I was having like a procedure or a surgery every, seems like every two or three weeks, I would give myself a certain amount of time in the morning to just feel pissed off, angry, um, why me? And then just go, all right, that, that's not gonna keep me alive. And then figure out what's, what's, what's the next step. I mean, bottom line is how I do it, did it. it, it may not be right for everyone, but because everyone takes for granted the fact that your blood gets clean 24 seven and you don't even know it. And that you can just go to the bathroom and people don't think about whether they can or not. And now you have to. You have to basically find a way to make your day. Whatever that is in your day, you take one day at a time. You love everything about that day, even the pain. Because the pain is you're alive to feel that pain. 
And so you have to have a larger worldview and you have to just keep moving forward, man. I always, the joke I made about myself was I, I, I considered myself a shark. I had to keep swimming or I would sink and die. That's kind of life, right? <laughs> yeah, that's life. Um, so just to bring Maurice back in, just from the, from the technician standpoint and what Elliot's talking about in terms of, you know, being an advocate for yourself, but also, um, you know, what is there that can be done from, like, I mean, you're that person that tried to pour certain perspective into patients, right? So that Absolutely. is what I'm seeing from the outside, from being someone who's not in the industry or involved in industry is unique. Um, and maybe why you don't have a job anymore, but, yeah. um, <laughs> um, but, you know, and trying to affect change, like where is it that the technician can come in to, to fill some of the gap that Elliot's talking about? Well, yes. I mean, I think, um, you know, when I first started this journey, technicians were to go to, uh, we were the people that the doctor came to and we saw our patients every day. The doctor might come in once a week, maybe once every two weeks and see a patient. We're managing those treatments every single day. And when that happens, there's things that we know about the patient that doctors and nurses don't know. And so we use our skills to get those patients through those treatments. And, you know, years ago, it kind of was patients did this to themselves. You know, this is, and that was their way of kind of bringing us into that environment and making us feel like, you know, there was nothing we could do for these patients except manage their treatments. And information was limited. They didn't want patients asking questions. They didn't want patients knowing how to manage their treatments because that meant that they would lose control of that. And, and I think, you know, that's one of the things that I see, you know, that's just kind of starting to change. But, you know, really strong technicians, I mean, we don't stay around long because they kind of run us off. I mean, if, if we're having conversations with doctors and patients and we're telling patients, you know, it got to a point where I couldn't tell the doctor, I just told the patient. And then when the doctor would come in, I say, now he's here. And remember what I told you to tell him. And remember what I told you to ask him. And, you know, they would walk up to the patient and he'd say, hey, how you doing? And he'd say, you know, I got some questions for you. And they would know right off the bat that he had been talking to one of us. Somebody had talked to that patient and alluded to something that they needed to know. And the doctor would sometimes take offense to that. I mean, I have millions of cases where it was just different situations where doctors were kind of blowing the patient off. And I knew the patient needed something different than what the doctor was doing, like shorter treatments. You know, and Elliot can attest to this. I mean, nobody ever wants to cut their treatment. And I totally get that, but some patients respond to the treatments differently and they could run for two and a half hours and get the same quality of treatment as somebody who might run four hours. And if you run them for four hours, they end up sick with a low blood pressure and can't walk out of the center. I mean, and our goal is to, you know, when someone comes into the center, that they leave the way they came in. You know, you, you, don't, you don't want a person uh, coming in and, um, you know, not understanding that. And so I think that was one of the, you know, the major things for me. And so, yeah, I think, you know, really strong to get back to your point, our really strong technicians, we just have really 
good conversations with our patients. And Ellie will tell you, you know who that tech is. Like right off the yep. bat, you know who that tech is. You know who's who right away because people are going to try to steer you a certain way and not give you options. And I mean, we have patients who haven't seen their nephrologist ever at the beginning of their treatment. They might run for a whole month without ever meeting this guy. I mean, because people parachute in, like you said, they parachute in the hospital and they're given who's ever on call. I mean, they don't get the luxury of saying, okay, you know, I want a transplant and they don't know how many transplant that, you know, transplants that doctor has done in a year. They don't know. And so this doctor might've done zero transplants in the last five years. And suddenly that's your nephrologist. Your chances of getting a, a transplant are pretty slim right now with that guy. So, you know, this is kind of, you know, the kind of dialogue we need to have. Um, technicians can't have these kinds of dialogue and keep their job. It, it's just, that is the way it is in that environment. They cannot have these conversations that we're having right now. I, I can attest to, to your comments um, and how it's changed. Um, it's been, it's been probably, it's, uh, it's been 10 months since my last treatment. Um, and I can tell you um, that number one, the training of everyone isn't what it used to be, uh, from what I understand. And I will just tell from personal experience, the doctors oftentimes, they just come and walk through. Not even your own nephrologist. My, my nephrologist never came to one session. Wow. Ne never came to one treatment. The guys who were walking in would sometimes walk by and say, how are you doing? And I would tell them every single time, I'm still making urine. You have to set the machine to not pull. And they wouldn't train.